At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Hour number two of a numbers game at VEASAN, the sports betting network, VEASAN.com, the VEASAN app, Fubo, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, Baton Rouge, all proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. It's Gil Alexander. Kelly Bidlin is here as well. Still to come this hour, uh, some baseball with Paul Spore, some college football with Pete Futek, Mark Borchard standing by here to talk baseball with us as well. Mark Borchard, who's going to just uh, slam the bets I've made this weekend. I'm sure that's coming. Um, did you did you see the, the uh, broadcast with Levy? Riddick and Orlovsky last night. Yes. Did you not feel like Orlovsky was made that booth twenty times better than when it had Greasy in it? Yeah, he's the, Dan's incredibly talented. Like, like ESPN is rolling through. They've got about three or four people I would say on their roster right now that work so much, but are so good that they're getting everything out of them. And, and Orlovsky's one of those guys. And I, and I just felt like Greasy had a stifling effect on Riddick too somehow. That dynamic that they had going. I'm getting tired of Aikman too. Like it's Sorry? <laughs> it's like Aikman rambling about things. You're like I, like you get it, Troy. Uh, wow. You're not exactly uh, you know invent, inventing the wheel here with what you're uh, throwing out. Wow, didn't expect that from you. We get tweets at beating the book. Bruce Dobiggin. Best thing that happened to Tannehill last night is the Titans fans got to see that Willis is not ready by any measure. So unless they uh, look outside the roster, Tannehill's team till the off season. I mean, that's the only part, right? Like, that is the only part that's going to hold him back is himself, is Willis's development. Because otherwise, I think Tannehill's, I think Tannehill's hitting the bench at some time this season. 
Jeff Kuykendall, why do I continue to chase the mythical pot of gold by betting Kirk Cousins in prime time? Why? Can't answer that for you, Jeff. Uh, not that Saturday. The big takeaway from the Eagles-Vikings game is Kirk Cousins has the greatest sports agent in the world. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Phil Weiss, your recency, you need a vaccine for your recency bias. The Bills being the greatest team since the 90s. Is that what I said, Phil Weiss? Is that what I said, Kelly Bidlin? No, I didn't say that. I said it conjures up memories of teams that are that dominant. Did I say they were as good as teams in the 90s? No, or you, best ba- you basically asked me if I thought it good would. Good Lord. If I thought they were. My goodness. Cousins, 9-18 and 18 in primetime games. 51-41-2 at all others. <laughs> that's, uh, that's not good. All right, ladies and gentlemen, from an undisclosed location somewhere in the desert, Basewinner, Basewinner.com, at Basewinner on Twitter. It's Mark Borchard. How you doing, Mark? Gil, I'm doing good. What's this about me slamming a bet that you made? So I, I never, I don't do that. Do no, I? no, 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 no. I mean, by your numbers, I'm not saying you would do it like you know just oh, personally. Okay, yeah. But I'm just saying by your numbers. So last week we talked about this, and I asked you, okay, what's the Braves by your numbers? What's their number to win this division? Uh, and at the time you said oh, you have it at three to one. So the the bet at the time I believe was like plus one seventy five, and you were like, so not exactly a great bet based on my numbers. So what did I go ahead and do? On Friday, I'm looking at the schedules, right? And the Braves, they're tied in the loss column. The Braves have a couple more games uh, left than the uh, than the Mets do. Currently, it's the Braves have 15 left and the uh, Mets have 13 left. They have three games against each other in Atlanta a little later on. But at that time, it was like, okay, there's seven that the Braves have against the Phillies, whereas the Mets have three against the Brewers. When you look past that one series, everything else is relatively easy schedules for both. And so I was like, yeah, you know what? I still like this number. And it was plus 190 on Friday. So I grabbed it. Then both teams won. And this is the, and this is at that point was the Braves beating the Phillies, one of their Phillies games, right? Then Saturday, plus 190 still, both teams won. The Braves knocked out another Phillies game. Then Sunday, right before football, I'm like, oh, it's plus 175 still. I'll bet it again. The, both teams won. The Braves knocked out another Phillies game. And so yesterday, I'm like, well, now it's Scherzer versus Burns. Like, this is my moment to finally get ahead of it with the last one. So I bet it one more time yesterday. And then the Mets went ahead and won a game that they really needed to win by, by basically winning a coin flip game between Scherzer and Burns. Scherzer, again, 200th win, perfect game through six. He was just phenomenal. So I've stopped now. I won't do it again today because the Mets sort of swung it a little back towards, the, towards their uh, direction. I guess my question is, what's your number now on this? Well, I have it uh, Atlanta winning at forty percent, so it should be plus uh, plus one fifty. Oh, and, okay. Uh, so you've got some, you know, that winning against Philly really helped them out because there was some probability that they wouldn't sweep the the Phillies. Right. And then I think what's what's super interesting about your bet is, uh, you know, and and I'm sure you're probably looking at the loss column. They're tied in the loss yes, column. That's what I said. Yeah. So you know. I, I, one of the things having having this the simulation model that I have, I'm, I'm able to run this season, so that takes takes into account the strength of the teams that they're playing. But yeah, I think those are good, I think they're they're good bets. So yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not criticizing your I bets. Love it. Still. I'm I'm patting you on the back. You, Thank you. you. Got, you got positive value on that. Well, and and so my thing, and this is just again for people who are new to sports betting and, and are you know coming by here for the first time or, or are newish to it. Does this mean that I know for a fact that the Braves are going to win the, the NL East? Of course I don't, right? It's about playing the number, right? It's about playing a plus EV bet or what your, your conviction tells you is a plus EV bet. Um, and so if you run the simulation a hundred times or a thousand times, your expected value is positive. So it, it doesn't mean, and again, we take this for any baseball game, right? 
What's the hardest thing for sports bettors? Sports, new sports bettors get spreads. They get football. They get basketball. Oh, that team's favored by seven over that team. I get that. But when it comes to money lines, their heads explode, right? And so when you say, oh, you bet on a plus 175 dog in a baseball game tonight, so you expect them to win. No, I didn't say that. I just said it's a good bet. That's the hardest thing for new bettors to wrap their heads around, right? It's like, oh, what do you mean? You're, what, I don't, oh, and then once you start to understand that, right, then you start to get what it, what it is that we're doing. So I just feel it's a great bet. Now, if the Mets can, let's say they sweep the Brewers, I would argue then your number will go against me again, right? So it's, it's going to be fascinating down the stretch, but boy, these teams, neither of these teams look like they want to lose anytime soon or, going, or are going to lose anytime soon. Yeah, possibly. You know, I, I took a look, cursory look at the schedules, too. I don't think that either team has a difficult schedule. The one thing is, is that the, the Mets are going into Atlanta mm-hmm. uh, for that three games uh, series. Uh, I think it's a, the, the second to last series of, of the year. And so that's going to be super exciting. But getting back to your point, you know, I'm basically telling you, Gil, you're, you're probably going to lose your bet. You got a 60 percent right. chance that you're going to lose your bet, but it's still a good bet. And I think that that is kind of difficult for, for people to to understand when they first kind of get into it and and it takes a while to kind yeah, of we understand most of the audience yeah we understand most of the audience gets that but for the, for the newer betters they, they might not the only you know i told jason weingarten that i was doing this and his response when he goes yeah he goes but if when they play it's going to be bassett it's going to be Degrom, and it's going to be scherzer shouldn't the braves mix up their uh, you know rejigger their rotation and make sure that spencer strider is in that series as well and I said, but rather than playing, I think it's Miami and Washington. Don't hold me to those two teams, but it's two Patsy teams before that. And I, my response was, I don't know. Or you work on getting like a two-game lead in the loss column before that series, and then you'd only have to win one of those three, and you'd still be ahead afterwards. So I think there's two ways to play that. Yeah, and I think if you put it in the probability amount, models it all kind of shakes out uh, there, there might be a little bit of an adjustment but i i don't, I don't think that that necessarily because you still have i think 13 games so you're gonna if you lose if you if you gain probability edge against the match you'll lose it against somewhere else so I, I think that's kind of a long way of saying that that i would agree with you gil what did you bet today sir well, I'm going to go with the uh, the Rays here on the first five inning lines, and I just think we get an edge in the pitching. I, I don't mind Javier. Uh, I have him in at the base winner uh, ERA at 3.37, so, so that's certainly respectable. It's actually a lot better than average, but if you look at McClanahan, he's third in base winner ERA at 2.31, so I think we get a big edge there. Uh, I priced it out at uh, at minus 185 for the first five innings, and uh, you can get in the market right now minus 130, minus 135. So I think we're getting good value there. You know, one of the things I like to look at before I, I make a decision on whether I'm going to make a play or not is the athletic. Uh, you know, Sarah says this location plus number, and I think it's really important. Uh, and I've done I've done some studies as far as you know playing the the top quartile in that location plus number, and McClanahan fits that bill. He's in the 81st percentile in that location plus uh, metric, and, and I like that. Javier not so much. He's in the 38th percentile there. So I think that we get a pretty good uh, a value play here. Lay a little bit of sauce with with the Rays, but that's what I'm going to do today, Gil. Okay, Rays uh, jockeying for playoff positions still, I guess, have the division in their sights. Although that's a long shot. Now. Now in the American League East, the Astros have already clinched the American League West. Uh, they did so last night, so the the Astros are 
well, just at this point, looks like they can cruise in with the best record in the uh, American League. Obviously a uh, nice little cushion between them and the Yankees right now. Uh, I'm curious, then, you brought up McClanahan. If you're voting for A.L. Cy Young right now, who's your vote going to? Gil, this is such a tough question because by my numbers, I, I, I like McClanahan. I mean, he, he um, leads the American League in, in base winner ERA, 2.31. The next guy down is, is Shohei Otani at 2.56. But I've been listening to you, Gil, and you like Framber. You got a good bet on Framber. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that bet might be pretty good, actually. You know, I looked at the last 10 years, AL Cy Young, and, and what was, I, I think, consistent with all of the Cy Young winners is, is they had, it was wins. It was actual wins. Nine of the last 10 winners of the AL Cy Young have, have the most, have had the most wins. Last year it was Robbie Ray. He was the second most wins and he had the first most innings. So the other metric that I thought was, was correlative based on that, those last 10 years were innings pitched. So while you're asking me who I think should get it, I think McClanahan should get it. He's got the best uh, base winner ERA who will get it. It probably has more to do with wins and losses than anything else, unfortunately, in this day and age, Gil. Wow, we're not past that, even though Felix got it with, like, what, 12 wins or 13 yeah, wins and back he, in the day? And I remember you talking about that. That was 2010, so yeah. that, that doesn't get into that, that 10-year frame. But if it's nine of the last 10 guys, and you, know, you have guys like Rick Porcello, Dallas Keuchel, and uh, – I thought that was very, very uh, it was interesting because I was like, well, they're not looking at what I'm I'm looking at. What are they looking at? And it comes to find out they're looking at wins or looking at innings pitch over the last 10 years. AL, of course. Yeah, we're going to learn a lot about what voters care about. That's for sure. We always do with all of these categories. Uh, thank you, Mark. Appreciate it as always. Enjoy the uh, the home stretch of the season. We'll talk to you next week. Yo, my pleasure. Mark Borchard, everybody at Base Winner, BaseWinner.com as well. Survivor Talk. Kelly and I break it down. Week three, it ain't easy. Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. 
and I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Start your football season on the right foot by subscribing to VSIN Pro. Get full access to everything we do, including our daily picks at a glance recap of the top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests. 24 7 video, season prep, including our weekly college and pro football matchup guides covering every game all season long. Pro tools like our exclusive betting splits and pro tips updated every hour with actionable insights to up your betting game. Sign up on our discounted football special and get VSIN Pro access to everything we do from now through the Super Bowl for only $175 or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. Go to vcin.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. Got a few tweets here about, hey, did you know the, you know, the Mets have the tiebreaker? We yes. Got tweets. Yes, I know the Mets have the tiebreaker. That's, why I, said, that's why I said if the, that's why I said specifically go up two in the loss column. That's why I was saying before that series starts. That was the point of that. By the way, there's a random stats by stats here for the Dodgers. Yeah, Dodgers, I caught this on Twitter last night. Dodgers in 2022. Julio Urias, who was 20 and three last year, and is seven, insane. It's 17 insane. and seven this year, 2.27 ERA. Tony Gonsolin, 16 and one, 2.10 ERA. Anderson, 15 and three, with a 2.62 ERA, and Kershaw, nine and three, with a 2.39 ERA. No team has had four pitchers finish the season with a 700 plus win percentage and a sub three ERA. Minimum 15 games started since ERA became official in 1913. The Dodgers, ho-hum, 102 wins, just chilling. I mean, what, what do you take away from that? I Obviously, I'm not a huge baseball guy, but it is the obvious. I mean, it's the Dodgers are really good. I know that part's uh, all, <laughs> pretty you, obvious. You gleaned that from this? <laughs> yeah, I, got, got, yeah. I took away that much. Yeah. But, like, I mean, the ERA, right? We talk about stats and how much do they mean and stuff like that. It. it I feel like we've talked about on this network for two months now about, hey, this Dodgers team's really good. And I've heard, oh, what I keep hearing is their pitching staff isn't going to hold up in the, in the playoffs. Well, again, we've said this a million times. In the NBA, largely because of first rounds, a hugely high percentage of favorites get through, right? It's a top-heavy league. Mm-hmm. Hockey, we like to say, stats by Lopez, you'd have to play a best of 51 as opposed to a best of seven, like in the NBA, to have as to have the same rate of favorites get through. Okay. A best of 51. That's how random hockey is. Like, you can't solve anything in a small sample size. You'd have yeah, to play yeah. it out that far. Baseball's a best of 75. So baseball's the most random of all postseasons. 
And so, yeah, the Dodgers are great. Their, their pitching staff is great, which is obviously key in any postseason tournament, postseason, uh, uh, you know, in baseball, because you can take some of your, you can take your fourth and fifth starter, let's say, and throw them back into the bullpen too. And so you essentially get this different type of baseball game because you're not managing for a 162-game schedule anymore. Right. The Mets, obviously, on paper, have the best starting, you know, the best starters to throw in a series at the top. But, like, how often does that manifest and translate to a World Series title? I mean, rarely, quite frankly. Mm. Sometimes it does, right? If you're Randy Johnson and Kurt Schilling in Arizona, it did. Um, but, like, usually not. And so you just, you know, that's why, like, Borchard was saying, hey, the Mariners are actually the sneaky team come postseason. So, yeah, so the Dodgers set up? Absolutely. Does that, does that guarantee anything? It's baseball, man. Come on. Um, by the way, Kelly's pet peeve with the tweets was the fact that people are saying on uh, guessing lines to come up with rotation, <laughs> do it by rotation numbers. <laughs> and it's like, we, we was like, that represents, again, five, what would you say, 5% of the people out there. 5% of the people out there, probably. Yes. And I don't know, 2% <laughs> of what, I'm, of what it, we're caring about when trying to do this. Yes, if it's college basketball, we will absolutely give rotation numbers because there's a million games. Yeah. If anybody wants to know the answer of the order that we do those in, yes. it's based off of the Sunday games and how much time we need to recap those I would in like, this segment. I would like to apologize for something on Guessing Lines yesterday. I tried to explain, and I did a very poor job of it, um, why teams go for two, down eight, to cut it to six. It's a tough thing to explain. Well, okay, so uh, Steve Fezzik, who was on the show a couple uh, weeks ago with Todd Wishnev, Steve Fezzik, who won back-to-back Hilton Super Contest back in the day, he was he went into like this whole mathematical dissertation, and I said to him, "I go, Steve, that's that's great, but I'm doing a radio show, and I'm not trying to, you know, you have to, yeah, you have to like kind of keep it concise, keep it concise." So one of the so I agreed to an abridged version, actually, and one of the things that you know, I don't know if this will help, but it's if you just if you, let's just make it simple, because I I talked about expected points, and people are like, "What's expected points?" Right? So let's say you make close to 100% of your uh, your extra points. That's a little uh, you know different these days when the extra point is further back, but it's 90 you know close to it's it's your expected points is close to one. Mm-hmm. You're gonna you're gonna make it most of the time, almost all the time. Um, and let's say it's 50% on two point conversions, which means you'd get one point on average, right, every time. So right. let's just say those two things are equal, just for the purposes of this. So if you agree to the fact then that 50% of the time you're going to get the two-point conversion and then win if the other team doesn't score in regulation, right, that's 50% of the time, then you also intuitively get that if you don't get that two-point conversion, you still have an opportunity later, right, to still, if you're down eight, get a touchdown and a two-point conversion, just by definition of alone, that makes it more than 50%. Exactly. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. The that best, is the good way. That that's is the, the best right way, way to explain, explain it. it. Yeah. All right, that's your math for today. <laughs> your math lesson for today. I, right. I did not know that there is, would be that math. That is the best way to explain it. I did, yeah. did not know there would be math on this show. I mean, you have to accept it. Yeah, F- the 50% on the two points, pretty key. You have to accept that, but yeah. Well, but yeah, that's how the numbers bear out. That's generally what it is. All right, we'll start with Survivor. Yeah, I guess. So for those of us fortunate <laughs> enough to uh, make it to week three in Survivor, 2010 out of 6133 remain in Circus Survivor after two weeks. And so you look at the week three schedule, perhaps you've planned ahead, perhaps you haven't, if you're a surviving advanced person. Either way, you look up and down this board and you're like, huh, nothing really feels all that comfortable. I mean... One could argue nothing in this league feels comfortable. But just when you look up and down, okay, let's start with the Vikings. 
The Vikings are on a short week hosting the Lions. Definitely a candidate. How do you feel about the Vikings? Yeah, they're a candidate for sure. They're, they're, they're on my list. They're on your list. Now, yeah, we each kind of put together early lanes list. We ended up each having four, four each randomly. Vikings on both of ours. Only issue with the Vikings is they play on Thanksgiving and they host the Patriots. So for a contest like, that's like, tough. Right. So a contest like Circa, where that is its own week, you have to have that consideration as well. So there's that. Uh-huh. <laughs> that just ruined Kelly's. I didn't even uh, look up the Thanksgiving scramble. This mm. <laughs> changes everything. All right. So Vikings, but keep in mind all those considerations. Then, hmm. Then there's the uh, the Bengals. The Bengals who are 0 2. This just in. Jamar Chase sniping at the pro uh, at the uh, at the coaching staff. Drew Densick was on earlier. He likes the Bengals. He's laying the points against the Jets. The Bengals are absolutely a consideration for me, despite being 0 2, despite being on the road. You? Yep, me too. Okay. All right. Then with the Chargers. Oh, the little problem of Justin Herbert. Now, if Justin Herbert is playing and he's full strength, the Chargers are absolutely a consideration this week. With oh, the, I, I'm not touching them this week. You're not touching them. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not messing around with that. So, like I said, absolutely maybe not a consideration this week. Chargers, of course, a, uh, what are they, a six-point favorite hosting the Jaguars? Let's call it seven uh, now. Seven, yeah. I think they're a consideration. Obviously, if Herbert's not playing, you don't know. All right, and then fourth, because I really didn't go beyond four. I couldn't either. Is the Buccaneers, who won't have Mike Evans serving a one-game suspension for sticking up for Tom Brady. It's my quarterback, man. Buccaneers are a a two-and-a-half-point favorite hosting the Packers. Now, call it two, and you're like, why would you consider the Bucs? Well, this comes back to my preseason notion of I just don't think the Packers are going to be all that good, as good as they looked against the Bears. Bears still had a chance to cut it to one score. And I just think the Buccaneers' defense is phenomenal. Yeah. So they're in a thin week. They're actually a consideration for me. Yeah. You? They're in consideration for me, too. I put them on my list as well. Um, I don't know if I'll get there with a bet on that game. I do think that Evans' injury, or not injury, suspension is is pretty big, and it's going to be important to watch the injury updates with, with the Bucks the rest of the week. Might end up having a play on the side. I do have a big play on the total. Um, we'll get to, but... Um, I do have them written down because I, I I'm with you on the uh, on the Packers. We we've been that way all off season, kind of stuck with it here uh, through the first couple weeks of the season. The only other, so I'm with you on. I wrote down Vikings, Bucks. The other two I wrote down Saints and Ravens. I, I'm considering this week, and people are probably a little surprised by that. This is really just opponents. I'm with Drew. Drew, where I've, I haven't made the bet yet, just because I don't think there's. I want to see where this line moves at all in the Ravens-Patriots game, but I will be betting the Ravens uh, this week. I, I just think – I don't think this Patriots team is all that good. Yeah, um, I'm with you. I think they're, the Ravens offense will just steamroll this team. I, I, I'm okay with possibly playing them on the road. And same thing goes with the Saints-Panthers. Saints I'm not nearly as confident in, but I think that Panthers team is just terrible. I think the Panthers team is going to end up real, end up being really bad in the NFC South. How about that stat I gave on guessing lines yesterday? That, that's the most shocking stat I think I've heard in a long time. The Panthers under Matt Rule, when they give up 17-plus points, again, not 24, not 30, 17-plus points, are 1-25. in 25. Yeah, it's bizarre. That is... 
That's unbelievable. I mean, it's a, it says a lot about the, him and just who they've had on that team, right? Like, you yeah. don't have a, a dynamic quarterback that's been able to lead you back. That's, that is so unbelievable to me. I actually have to go back and check and make sure it's right because that's incredible. That's how bad it is. So, I, I don't, Saints and Ravens, I'm kind of with you on both. And by the way, for those who are like, I can't play road teams, well, I think you're going to have to here yeah. at some point. You really are. College football with Pete Futak and our best bets in the NFL next. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. Back on a numbers game. Partido del Numeros for those listening in Spanish. Skill Alexander, Kelly Bidlin here as well. Uh, no, no, see what we do here. Uh, no, uh, no consideration for the Niners either at Denver for Survivor. You don't want any of that? No, nah, not for me. Not for me. I, I do have uh, pop, I have some interest in betting them. I had, I had way more interest on Sunday when they were one-and-a-half-point dogs. I was looking to tease up but couldn't find a dancing partner for them. Yeah, that line has come my way. Yeah, it is, it is sitting 49ers uh, basically one-and-a-half everywhere right now. But I guess, I guess the lesson here as we look at week three survivor possibilities is that we have in three weeks' time drifted, or at least I have. Let me just speak for myself. Because usually we just like, oh, who are the big favorites? Here are the candidates. Right. I am literally drifting into territory of, well, I'm going to bet them minus three, so I might as well consider them for Survivor. And like, that's what I love that we, we talk through these because, like, I, I think I'm going to play the Ravens. I think I'm playing the Ravens. A road three-point favorite. A road three-point favorite. Yeah. I think I'm playing the Ravens. You're like, no, it's a great play. Yeah, like, that's how, that's how ridiculous this has gotten. Anyway, we have... Uh, the rest of the week, too. Bat these around. Let's talk some college football with the, uh, the czar, the founder of collegefootballnews.com. And what Kelly Bidlin and I have decided is the best hair on this show. Have we decided that? Yes? Oh, yeah. Peter Futak, everybody. How you doing, Pete? Is it even a, a running? You know, is there even a contest <laughs> for this? Look, I, my parents didn't give me much in this world. <laughs> That's right. uh, the gene pool did not give me any semblance of speed or, you know, the, wow. the athletic talent I was hoping for. But the Futac male side does have hair, and so that is the one uh, thing I do have going my way. Hey, any other shots you want to take at your parents before we move on? <laughs> oh, we can start. Let's talk about how they made me mow a lawn without uh, the mulcher, and they made me bag it. Oh, uh, let's, wow. Yeah, just, just real, real evil people. <sighs> just yeah, absolutely bad. People. You've been pushing the rock uphill ever since. I have. It's been, you know, it's been a grind, you know, ever since. Okay. Let, let, let me go to this past week of college football, because it was not the sexiest week of college football, but I'm curious, like, first of all, by the way, Appalachian State, the, the three weeks that they have had where they, they lost that 63-61 game to North Carolina after the 40 I think they scored quarter. again. I think yes. they still scored as we, as we speak. The, the upset of Texas A&M followed by the Hail Mary and Boone here this past week. I mean, for an unbelievable three weeks. Like how This would be just unbelievable if they could have another of these. There's one. But the main thing I want to ask you is, what was your big takeaway from this past weekend? Because we had, unlike the previous week where there was tons of huge upsets, this was the week where it was like I was texting back and forth with uh, Michael Montesano, who won the Booby Prize at Circa. I was like, oh, uh, upset alert now with South Florida. Uh, oh, upset alert now with, uh, with Missouri State against Arkansas, South Florida against Florida. But none of them ever got home. But, like, what did you learn mainly? What was your biggest takeaway? Yeah, the, the the big takeaway continues to be, all right, at least at a bigger overall grand scale, George is just awesome. I mean, not just, I mean, it's like, sounds pretty basic, but they're not even blinking right now. They're actually playing better than last year's team did over the first three games. Uh, and that wasn't a given. I mean, it's not a given that they were just going to come out and roll past Oregon, who now looks really great. 
they weren't. It wasn't a given they were going to go into you know South Carolina sandstorm plays and then they go and they boom 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 they drive right down the field and there goes that. Georgia's awesome. Ohio State's going to be more than fine. The offense just flexed its muscle a little bit against Toledo. Alabama is looking beatable. If you look at the rest of their schedule, they still haven't quite fixed the glitches. I've, if you know me, I am. I've got the USC to college football playoff party bus. I've been rolling for the last several months. Uh, they're not going to win the national championship, but if you look at their schedule, they might. I still think they're going to get there. Clemson's offense isn't looking great. What else you got? You got? We're not going to have a Cincinnati of this year. We're not going to have a group of five program that's going to rise up and and get knock on the door. BYU is going to was everyone's quirky little. Oh, that, that could happen. That was fun. not going to happen. That now. was fun while it lasted. Yeah, that was that was enjoyable. So is that? Are we talking like an Oklahoma? No, because if you look at one through ten, how about Kansas right now? They're not going to get the college football playoff. But like, there's no out. There's no easy out in the Big Twelve. So I don't think you're going to get any one loss team out of there. So this is going to be a funky race for probably that extra spot or, or whoever it's going to be. Yeah, Kansas-Duke, which of course is known as a, a great blue-blood college basketball game, becomes a pretty sneaky good early game on Saturday. The other one is Wake Forest is a touchdown dog at home against Clemson. Do you give them any chance to win that outright? Yeah, I mean, the, the offense for Wake Forest hasn't shown up. And so the weird thing about the the Tigers so far is they, they're sleepy, 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 and then at the end they end up winning 41-10. to 10. Uh, but it, you look at the final score, it does not indicate just how much that offense is struggling. The defense is national championship good. Uh, I'm, I'm sticking with Clemson just because of that D. The offense isn't totally horrible, but that is a program that, you know, Davo does not like the transfer portal. He does not like NIL, and you can see it. They need a deep threat wide receiver. They need a just a bulldozer at guard, and they they didn't go get one, but they're good enough. They're going to beat a Wake Forest, I think. Clemson covers. By the way, Vanderbilt and Kansas both over their season win totals as well. Did you not yeah. have? Did you not have both of those, Mister Futak? I did. I told that, but that was more of a, a, a procedural thing. Right. You're, you're going to give me, you know, two wins. It's you know, you're going to get there. Uh, and Kansas is going to blow that out of the water, obviously. Uh, but there's lots of teams that are like that that are pushing past now. That now, you know, UMass, for example, got its win this week against Stony Brook. I think they just need one more somewhere, and they put. I mean, if they're giving you two, two and a half as a win total, you go for it just because. Just like if they give you an eleven win total, you go under if you have to go either way. All right, where do you stand on A and M and Arkansas? Jimbo and crew uh, got by Miami. Let's put it that way. I, I'm not a believer. I, I mean, A and M just is they're somehow they are missing the skill guys. They've got some NFL skill talent, not enough of them. I'm not buying into Max Johnson that being the savior quite yet. Their defense is good. Uh, Arkansas always plays A and M tough in this, if not wins. Uh, I'm going with Arkansas on this. What do you like best this week? What are your favorite bets? I, <laughs> can you put a big enough number on Georgia? Uh, they're just a machine right now. I yeah. mean, all these bets that seem like they're so obvious. I mean, Alabama forty and a half. That's a lot to give to, give to Vanderbilt. That's still they're still Vanderbilt and they're still Alabama. Give me Alabama in this. Uh, give me Georgia in forty four and a half against Kent State again. They could win like forty five nothing and they cover this. Kent State probably doesn't score. And as obscene as this is, until the world does, shows you something different, how do you not if, – if the world gives you Iowa point total game one and a half, <laughs> you still go under. They, it's going to rain always because it always rains in Iowa games. Weird things happen. But 38 and a half is obscene for a college football game. Uh, but Iowa versus Rutgers, until they prove that they can do this, you still go under on Iowa games.
38 and a half. I believe it's 35 and a half, isn't it? Dang. You know, still, again, it, it, until the until something slips and goes the other way, uh, you still go with the under on that because just Iowa just does not score touchdowns. And when they did, they, they did it against a bad Nevada team. And even then, the final score was 27 to nothing in the rain of uh, Iowa City on Saturday night. Let me just ask you about one more specifically. Notre Dame in North Carolina. My instinct is immediately to bet North Carolina. Is that a bad instinct? No, it's not. And, you know, you, you hate it when I say this, but this is one of those stay away games. Um, I don't hate it. Yeah, because Notre Dame is good. I mean, they, they've got a good defense. The offense eventually will click. They haven't opened it up at all. There's enough talent there on the offensive line. North Carolina is always a little bit underwhelming. North Car- If you're going to go one way, North Carolina is certainly not a bad pick. Uh, but I'd either stay away or in- I still kind of go with the Irish just because they could probably win this close. But uh, obviously, as you can hear, I'm not exactly fired up about that. Not exactly fired up. All right, so your best bet then is... I'd probably stick with Alabama and Georgia Alabama. until okay. just 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 take them, just take the take all the points and just go and because Georgia's rolling. I mean, Georgia has not even blinked in, in, in any respect so far. That defense is playing at the highest level, and they're even banged up a little bit. Doesn't matter. Stetson Bennett is playing like a Heisman caliber quarterback. Uh, that's a lot of points to be given away to anybody, but uh, I like that. And I and I like I'm buying into Oregon again. I like them at the beginning of the year. Uh, I, I thought they were going to do something more than that against Georgia. They're six and a half against Washington State. Washington State's playing really, really well. I think Oregon's the absolute real deal. All right. Peter, thank you. We appreciate it as always. There you go. At Pete Futak, F-I-U-T-A-K from collegefootballnews.com. Kelly, uh, bets that I've already made in the NFL, by the way, real quick. What you got? From guessing lines. So I am, I am betting my guessing lines instinct until it fails me. So until that happens, I'm just going with it. So I bet Pittsburgh already taking the five points against Cleveland. Got to five real quick after the show yesterday. That one went against my instinct. I took the Bucks minus two and a half, and now it's only two. Uh, I, took the, I took the Niners on the money line. I could not believe. Remember, my guess was Niners minus three. And at that point, the Broncos were favored. I could not believe that line. And now it's the Niners minus one and a half. And then I took the Cowboys. We, we ran into a wall, but I took the Cowboys' money line on Monday night against the Giants because I can't believe they're a three-point dog in that. Yeah, that one's that one's a little funky. I, th- this, uh, this Giants team's hard to figure out so far. Yeah. I, I think that's a deceiving 2-0 start. I don't hate that bet from, uh, from you at all. Uh, as far as what I hit already this week, uh, just to – I mean, these were – that – Total was an opening line total on that Packers Bucks game. That is a very very large bet for me this week, and for a guy who doesn't really bet totals much, uh, so I will be watching that one closely. Jaguars plus seven, just kind of a speculative bet in case there's anything wrong with Herbert. That number's going to crash immediately, and then I did just throw a little on the Ravens minus three. I'll be adding to that later in the week, hoping to, hoping somehow a two and a half maybe pops at some point. I would imagine that will be in my account before the weekends as yeah. well. Um, is it good that I'm easily coming up with five contest picks, or is that the worst possible thing God, in the world? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a very different thing this year. Baseball with Paul Spohr next on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? On Death of an Artist Season 2, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever, and the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets. It's never been easier to join the action on the new BetMGM app, featuring a fresh redesign with improved features and quicker navigation. Planning a trip to Vegas? You can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards, sports betting's premier loyalty program, including exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager with BetMGM. Sign up with BetMGM or log in today to take advantage of BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Gil Alexander. We get tweets at beating the book. 
Always appreciate the feedback. A whole bunch of we got a, we got a few. I should say a whole bunch of. We got a couple. Uh, the Weasley one, interesting. Um, talking about the Braves and the Mets, he goes feels priced right to me, given it'll be Bassett, Degrom, and Scherzer. Uh, yeah, we mentioned that. And uh, one and one. Uh, oh, the the tiebreaker goes their way. But you're right. The Milwaukee series currently taking place is huge. Good luck. This is Brian M. He said, "Should you make it to Thanksgiving in Survivor? Are you really going to trust Cousins with an 8:20 start?" That was backed up by Chris Hartman. Solid tweet. Solid tweet. We can't argue with that. Chris Hartman backs it up. He says, Gil, should we really save the Vikings and Cousins for a primetime game on Thanksgiving versus New England? Is that really a sound idea? Is anything with Cousins a sound idea? I don't think any one of these is different. Like, I don't trust him this week. Yeah, you can never trust him. Alan Mitchell with a tennis tweet. Is Kennan officially a one-hit wonder? Is it too early to be sky high on the 17-year-old Fruvertova? Yeah, Sophia Kennan has really fallen from grace. I thought she was making progress. Back doesn't look like it now, and then yeah, Linda Fruvertova, who won a uh, title this past Sunday with an amazing third set comeback against Magdalenette, she is definitely someone to keep an eye on. And then there's Web twelve sixty six Kelly, the angriest guy in New Jersey. He said the whole two point thing. Do you know what it all comes down to? Everybody's too smart for themselves. That's why you go for it fourth down from your own twenty yard line. Yeah, okay, buddy. I'm not really sure. Now that's who stole my tw- the Twitter handle I wanted. <laughs> I'm really sure that's what we're talking about, but okay. It's a little off topic. Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you can follow him every night on twitch.tv slash spore where he's playing MLB The Show. Of course, he's also the host of the Sleeper and the Bus podcast. You can see what he writes at Fangraphs, at Spore, S-P-O-R-E-R on Twitter. It's Paul Spore. How you doing, man? Gil, I'm well. How are you? I'm good. Um, I want to ask you a couple questions, one of which is Aaron Judge, because I feel like you and I have been, you know, Team Otani the whole time. We have, to give, we have to give Aaron Judge what he's doing right now. We have to give him his props. He is plus 130 to win the Triple Crown. He is .001 behind in the American League batting average race. He has cushions in both homers and RBI. While everyone was like, hey, Paul Goldschmidt won, might win the Triple Crown. Aaron Judge is the sneaky, freaky brother sneaking in from the rear. He has just been unbelievable. Why teams are pitching to him, I have no idea. Will he get this done? Will you bet plus 130? Would you bet plus 130? I mean, I'd certainly be open to it. Uh, like, when you got two of them dang near locked up, you can still get plus money on it? It seems like it, it seems pretty intriguing, yeah. And I don't understand why teams are pitching to him. It could help if they don't, though, because – then he's not getting at bats, you know that that count. So right. he gets a hit a game, you know he goes he goes one for one with three walks or something. You're still adding to the bottom line there. So obviously it would put pressure on those on those at bats to go for hits, the ones that he doesn't uh, get walked there. But I, I do wonder why teams are pitching so, so much to him. It's good for our enjoyment because he's been killing it, but they've been so brutal that. Uh, I, he should be damn near Bonds treatment right now, it seems like. So it is bizarre. I could totally see getting behind that triple crown bet there because it is still plus money, uh, even though batting average is a scary stat to bet on any time. But, you know, it's like, it's like I say, when we step back and we think about what Shohei is doing and how we've become so numb to, to his greatness, Aaron Judge is chasing both the American League home run record and a triple crown at the same time, it's pretty which great. is incredible, right? Plus 130. But yeah, go ahead. What if I just took three stats and gave, uh, you know, Otani the, a triple crown of his own, right? Like, that is still pretty made up. It, it, everything's made yeah. up. I get it. Yeah. But, like, it's it's just more ways of saying he's having an amazing season. You're right. It's, which he is. Which he is. 
But I, I get your point, right? It's we lived with it for our childhood, right? Because yes. we weren't smart enough to know anything beyond baseball card stats at that time yes. in our lives, right? Bill, and it has a cool name. Yes. Triple Crown is Triple awesome. Crown, cool name. Uh, anyway, gotta give him, gotta give him credit here. The other, but thing, yeah, like it's still Otani for me though, Gil. I gotta be honest. It would be for I, me I, too. I don't think he's, I don't think he's gonna win though. I no. really do think that the narrative has pushed, yes, fully to Ota- uh, to judge at this point. Well, that, I, I want to make that clear too, because someone, yeah, someone got that confused. Do I would I vote for Otani? I would. Do I think Otani's gonna win? Absolutely not. Like I big just, difference. yeah, there's yep. a big difference in that. Okay, um, I bet the Braves to win the NL East. I was talking to Mark Borchard earlier. I've bet them day after day, and I just feel like the number's out of whack. It's yes. still plus 170, and we still have a three-game series. I get it. The Mets have the tiebreaker. We still have a three-game series coming up in Atlanta. The other sort of tough games on paper, Mets have two more against the Brewers. Braves have four against the Phillies. But I just think the number is too high, plus 170 still. You agree with me? Or not? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think it has been the, the Atlanta number's been wild for, for a lot of the summer here. I think that people have been getting in on a lot of good numbers. It's still there. I love what the Mets are doing. They're great. You know, Scherzer was excellent yesterday. They got Scherzer to Grom. But yeah, I'm taking that Braves number. It's almost an on principle type of thing, right? They might right. lose, but yeah. y- y- when you're handicapping long term, you see certain numbers. You're like, I got to get in on this, even if it's not my strongest feel. It's such a good number on such a quality team. You take those plus situations. Uh, I equate a lot of things to to poker at times. It, it, it's like getting in good there, and you might still lose, but I think you're getting in good if you're taking these Braves at the, at these numbers right now. That's 100 percent the thinking. Prepared to lose, just like the number. All right, you brought up the brew. Uh, we, we both brought up the Brewers. Brewers are three out now in the loss column here to get the third wild card. Like, you know, they, they're playing the Mets, but it's like we're focusing on the Mets, but the Brewers have, they got, they got to win these games. They're desperate. Yeah, They're desperate. They're plus 350 now to be the third wild card. I would not play that, would you? I would not. This is a team I've actually been on most of the year, and I'm, I'm backing off right now. And I got to be honest, a big part of it is the slowdown of Corbin Burns. And like he hasn't been a nightmare, and the schedule certainly didn't do him any favors with back-to-backs against the Dodgers um, and then getting beat up yesterday by the Mets. But he's got over a 60 RA in his last seven, and that includes a thrashing by the Pirates, for crying out loud. You know, the baby snake's getting you. If you're a right-hander getting beat up by the Diamondbacks, I don't I don't count that as a negative against you. They're amazing against righties. They're dreadful against lefties because most of those young guys are lefties. So they knocked him around a little bit. That's That falls in the pretty tough category uh, competition, or tough co- competition category. And then two against the Dodgers, one against the Mets. But they basically need the aces to be ace-like, and they have no margin for error right now if the Brewers are going to do this. And right now, it's just not looking good for them. So no, as much as I've liked them all year, it is a bit of a late pivot for me to, to now be backing off. I just haven't seen enough from them to feel any confidence right now. Yeah, we're, we are getting to a point now where it looks like all we're going to have is the pennant race between the Mets and the Braves and nothing else, just seating yep. jockeying, which is a big deal too, by the way. True. But, uh, you know, not, not as exciting, though, to follow. Not as exciting to follow for sure. Um, and then uh, last thing here. Well, first of all, let's get this out of the way. What did you play DFS today? What are you thinking about as your best bet? I'm probably going to go for a, a relatively cheap giant stack, looking at guys like Estrada, Flores, Slater, Longo. You can get all four of those guys under forty-seven, uh, under 4,800, which is pretty good on DraftKings there. Um, Atlanta facing Washington, not against that as far as uh, not against going with that against Corbin. And, and, of course, if you want to put Aaron Judge in your lineup, 
You can just always do that. You feel like you're going to get a guaranteed amount of points because at the very least he should walk a few times because, again, they shouldn't be pitching to him. But, yeah, he's super expensive. And then as far as my best bet, I don't know. I'm kind of looking at um, Houston as a, as a road dog. Shane McClanahan's amazing, but so is Houston. I feel like anytime I can get them as a dog, I, I'm kind of in on that. So I'll go Houston as the road dog as my best bet. Yeah, Houston, 97 wins uh, in a division title already. Uh, while everybody's been, uh, you know, looking at the Dodgers 102, Houston with 97 in the American League, looking like they will end up with the American League's best record, barring a collapse here. Um, so this is the last thing. We have a minute left. I asked this of Mark Borchard a couple weeks ago. I was like, okay, let's go to the futures market. We never really talk about this. It's the most obvious thing. But, like, give me the club that's headed to the postseason that you really think is the sneaky team. Obviously, the Mets and the Dodgers have their have their starting rotation set up beautifully. Um but what's the team where there's, it's actually kind of a team off most casual fans' radars that could actually make a deep postseason run? What is that team for you, beyond the obvious at the top? I think it would probably be the Mariners or the Guardians. Um, and, and, and due to the pitching that they can put out there, the Guardians pitching has gotten a little bit weaker there. It's basically Bieber, McKenzie, and then, you know, do you trust Quantrill in the playoffs or Savale? But I really like the way the Mariners set up. I think they have enough offense. They have high-impact players who can who can step up. They can have random guys step up for them. But you're looking at that Gilbert Castillo-Ray trio, let alone George Kirby sitting there too. I like that Mariners team. I think they're the team that you look at that could be the sneak uh, yeah. big run through October. That was his answer too. Thank you, Paul. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, Gil. Take care. Paul Spore, everybody. Uh, pro tip, Braves offering value on the division. That, according to Mark Borchard, you don't have to listen to me. Currently at plus 175-ish, thereabouts. That's your pro tip for the hour. We do one every hour on VEASAN across every show. So that means at least 20 a day. They're all available for VEASAN Pro subscribers only at VEASAN.com, where you can sort them by sport and by show. Enjoy from VEASAN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. 
Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.